You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Michigan's top education official died Monday night after a months-long battle with cancer. State Superintendent Brian Weston worked up until the very end of his life, taking a medical leave of absence just last Friday. Weston was a rare figure in Lansing, a public official whose political affiliations were almost invisible, it seemed. He spent time as chief of staff to a Republican state senator, but was championed by Democrats and Republicans alike when his name was floated for state superintendent in 2015. His policy priorities were rooted in data and practicality as opposed to political talking points. His tenure as superintendent was far too short to see his goal to make Michigan a top 10 state for education realized. Whiston held the top job at the Michigan Department of Education for just three years. In the seven years prior to that, he was superintendent of the Dearborn Schools. It was his performance in that job and others that led our next guest to advocate for Whiston during the selection process to find someone to replace longtime state superintendent Mike Flanagan. Then State Board of Education President John Austin was Whiston's chief backer on the board in 2015, some would say it was Austin's procedural maneuvering that guaranteed Whiston's ascension to the job. John Austin joins us now to talk about Brian Whiston and his impact on education in Michigan. John, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks. Sad, sad occasion to join you again. Yeah, it really is. Um, let's talk about uh, Brian uh, and sort of uh, this this crossing of our political boundaries that he was able uh, to do. He came up in Republican politics. You know, you're a very staunch Democrat. Uh, Why were you such a strong supporter of his in 2015? Well, at the time, and certainly probably at all times, um, as I think we were visiting two weeks ago about the contentious nature of education policy direction. And, you know, we wanted someone, and we got it in Brian, who was truly selfless, and selflessly devoted to just what could work to improve learning and public uh, education for kids. You know, I used to call him a—he's a workhorse, not a show horse. Mm-hmm. He was uniquely able to uh, build bridges and bring people together and find common ground you know, with various ideological viewpoints from different stakeholders and policymakers, and and get things done. And that's uh, always a recipe for. Uh, effectiveness and you know he I, I long time watched and was uh, around his career um, advocate for Oakland schools local school board member in Dearborn you know Dearborn had been a very difficult uh, school district with a lot of differing vantage points on where to take it mm-hmm. and he he brought that group together and uh, made uh, innovations that improved learning and everybody there loved Brian and was uh, not happy that we plucked him to be state superintendent. Anyway, did the same things with the the two short tenure he had at the state level, uh, finding ways to uh, bring people together to move forward. Uh, and uh, one example, you know, how contentious school takeovers are. And sure. Brian, to his credit, engineered, let's not take over these failing school districts. Let's work in partnership with them and help the educators there get the help they need to improve learning for those kids. And that's just a kind of example of Brian's both style and and delivery and, and real 
uh, commitment to, you know, we, a lot of people mouth, let's put the kids first, but mm-hmm. Brian really, uh, that's what he was all about, and he wanted to keep working at it right up until the end. You know, I, I had the pleasure of speaking with him a number of times uh, in his role as, as state superintendent, and one of the things that always came across to me was his just fundamental decency. Um, I know, I said the same thing. He was a just a decent human being who you could trust, who was straightforward, didn't play games, and and obviously cared about mm-hmm. the people around him, all, all the people he worked with. Uh, you see people uh, noting as much on how much he meant to them, how much he nurtured or mentored them, whether they're professional educators or uh, you know local uh, parents and and kids. Um, so he and I know he also was an amazingly devoted family man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Family was huge and important, so it's really hard. Elizabeth, his wife, and his uh, remaining kids, you know, Scott and Ashley and Kristen, we feel for them. He lost two of his children before he died, but maybe he's with them now. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a very short tenure as uh, as state superintendent, as I said, um, but he did have this goal of of moving Michigan back into the top ten of uh, performers around the around the nation in terms of education. What are some of the things you think he did that that actually moved us more uh, toward that goal in the short time that he was state yeah. superintendent? Well, it's you know as you know, there's so many uh, things beyond the control of any one person, and you know we the political circumstances are such that we, we didn't make the headway on changing our school funding model and doing mm-hmm. the kinds of uh, reforms that we need to do. I think Brian, you know, made headway on how we uh, better support and better prepare teachers and educators. He cut through some of the uh, huge demands, uh, often uh, excessive, that we're going to we're placing on local school districts and educators without um, giving them the tools and support to do their job and tried to make their life as easier, not harder, which I know they appreciate. And, you know, he, he did make some significant headway on uh, having a better approach to uh, support our, our lowest performing school districts and help them move forward. Uh, so it's, it's uh, not everything we all wanted, uh, but Brian was um, as effective as anyone could be in trying to move the needle and learning outcomes for kids mm-hmm. uh, in the right direction versus the wrong direction. Yeah. Uh, what was your reaction when you heard uh, he was he was ill? Um, I was I was uh, you know pain pain for him and his family. Um, he was only fifty six. Uh, it was pretty clear as soon as we heard that this this was going to be a losing battle with cancer, and and uh, he knew it, but he faced it uh, with um, amazing courage mm-hmm. and. Uh, as I said, he, he would have wanted to keep doing what he could to help uh, Michigan school children move forward uh, to the last day of his life, and that's what he did. And, and he worked right up to that last uh, that last weekend. I mean, it was really sort of amazing how he just hung in there. Yeah, and I think so those of us probably didn't fully appreciate how much he knew he was near the end, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the way he chose to... Um, to exit life with the kind of class and dignity that he lived his life. Yeah. 
Okay, John Austin, former State Board of Education President, Director of the Michigan Economic Center, an Ann Arbor-based think tank. Thank you very much for joining us on Detroit Today. Thank you. That's going to do it for me today. Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer. Our program director is Joan Isabella. Our technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevesson. And a special thanks to Ryan Carlson, who has been helping out in that capacity. Also, our associate producer is Gus Navarro. The Detroit Today theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. I will see you tomorrow.